Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. to the podcast football has finally started at Plainmore uh, and at Eastleigh we've had two games since we last podded victory by 1-0 over Stockport we'll discuss a little bit later on whether it's fair to say that Stockport had their pockets picked but um, there we go uh, and a slightly disappointing slightly downbeat defeat at Eastleigh on Tuesday but plenty of good things to take away from both games I think Richard you sound quite distant guy do I? Yes. Do I? am I a long way away? Uh, that's all right. I'm, I'm just referring to the fact that you're not in the room with me. No, no, we're, we're doing this by Zoom because I'm, I'm on annual leave. I, I don't want to go into again where I should have been this week. Because people <laughs> have to hear it. But uh, there's plenty to talk about Talk United-wise, but as you say, we're not in the same room. Um, you had a chat with Gary this morning, which we'll listen to in a second. Yeah, then, I did. Then when we come back, we'll, um, we'll have a chat about what Gary says and what we've made of the two games so far. Okie dokie. Um, Gary, you're driving, so if we cut out, that's why. But um, how are you feeling after the first two games? Um, well, I was happy and disappointed, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I was pleased with the result and our, you know, uh, uh, and our performance because it was... You know, very uh, active and it was very, how can I say, you know, the boys were determined not to lose that game. Yeah. And then, then we had a very good first half um, on on Tuesday and uh, and, and went 1-0 up and looked comfortable. Should yeah. have been 3-0 up with yeah. the chances that we had. And then in the second half, unfortunately, um, you know, we had a few enforced changes and... Uh, it wasn't as bright and as good as it was in the first half. And that coincided with uh, uh, with their team getting going and, and, and getting the energy and the uh, oxygen to come at us because they felt that they could. Um, so, you know, credit to Eastleigh because they did throw numbers forward and we didn't, funny enough, we still had one or two chances in that second half, mm. but we certainly wasn't as cohesive as we were in the first half. I mean, obviously you've had a few problems with injuries pre-season leading up to the first couple of games and, and suspensions. Um, do you see that getting better? Yeah, that's definitely getting better. Um, but when you get injured players and you bring them back too quick, you know, you always have to manage them. And I know I keep saying that, and I, I'd rather talk about injuries after a win. Yeah. Because, you know, people see it as a bit of an excuse if it's after a loss. You know, we had a team that should have uh, won that second game because of uh, if they'd have just carried on in the, in the same way as they did in the first half. But, um, but to answer your question, the injuries are getting better, and we will have a bigger squad to choose from pretty soon. Uh, we've got a couple of games, well, I mean, you've got a lot of games coming up in um, in the month of October, but um, we've got uh, an away game and then home games to follow that. Yeah, well, we've got a couple of games, 
Um, we're looking forward to the, always looking forward to the home games. Um, and if we can, you know, pick up a, a decent result at Bromley, it'll set us up nice for um, Dover and uh, and Chelm, uh, Chesterfield. Chesterfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, with Chesterfield first, of course. So, you know, we're, we're, we're in there with the pack early on. It's only a couple of games. But, um, you know, there's some uh, very good teams in this league. And you've got to be, you know, on song every week. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to, you know, get up with uh, the leaders. And, you know, you can't afford a half here and a half there of not, not playing well because teams will punish you for that. Um, as we can punish other teams if they drop below their standards. So it's a, it's one, I've, I've always said, every team's got it, but it has to be consistent. And the, the most consistent teams will end up winning the league. And uh, we've got to you know, become as quick as we can a consistent team. Uh, obviously, uh, um, Dean Moxie is, is, is back for the Chesterfield, back for selection for the Chesterfield game. Is, is, any players back maybe for the, the other game? Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Jack Warren will be available for selection. Okay. I think Fraser Kerr will be available for selection. This for uh, Bromley, yeah? This, this is for Bromley, yeah? So Gary says he's happy and disappointed. Um, happy with the performance and the win against Stockport. Um, happy with the first half uh, at Eastleigh and disappointed with the second half. Um, let's not forget he is, he has started the season with an unusual kind of d- defensive dilemma with two key defenders out injured and one suspended until Chesterfield come visiting on uh, on Tuesday night. Yeah, it has been a little bit makeshift, hasn't it, to begin with? I mean, I'm presuming that uh, most of the people listening to us will have uh, hopefully seen the Stockport game on the live streaming. Yep. Um, and the Eastleys game was also live streamed by the Spitfires and, and similar good job done. Clubs are, are stepping up to the plate here, aren't they? But we were able to watch that game. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, I mean, there, there are a lot of things to take away from it, but the injury, as, as if we needed any more problems this season, um, injury problems are, are holding us back a little bit, do you think? Yeah, um, I, I've just been writing uh, the preview for, for Friday's West, uh, Saturday's Western Morning News, and I use the term temporary back free because that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, until uh, Gary Warren and Fraser Kerr. Uh, are back from injury and uh, also um, Dean Moxie is available on Tuesday night. It is going to be a temporary back three. 
um, or back four if, if Gary chooses to change it. But the, 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 the amount of players available to him at the back, it's, it's a back three, really. Um, and, and it did well, to be honest, uh, um, against Stockport. They were really strong, clean sheets. Um, he played um, uh, Sam Shering, who'd come in on loan from Bournemouth. Um, I like the look of him a lot, I yeah, have to say. Yeah, good header against Eastleigh, but we'll come to that. But yeah. Sam Shering in the middle with, um, with, with Ben Winter and Carl uh, um, Cameron on either yeah. side of him in the back three. And they, they, they worked hard, did well. Um, Sam, Sam Shering was almost marshalling it at, at times. And uh, as a 20-year-old who... Uh, you know, forget how how young Carl Cameron is as well, and he was captain. So you know, it was a young and and winter. It was a young defence, a young back three, but they 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 coped well with the danger of uh, Stockport, who are a big physical side and um, lumped some good balls into the box. John Rooney was a bit lively, had a couple of shots, but I think the star man on on Tuesday was was Lucas Cavallan in goal. I, I think that was the case on Saturday as well. Sorry, Luke, sorry, not yeah. Tuesday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in the second half, I think the wind must have been stronger blowing down towards the Babacom end than we thought it was. Because every time Stockport have a corner, they whipped it in under the crossbar. Uh, and if you look at the, the, the highlights on the club website, Lucas Kovalan dealt really well with all of that. He was punching, he was catching, he had to get down and make a couple of saves. He was my man of the match comfortably on Saturday. Yeah, mine yeah, too. Really good game. Yeah, there was a worrying moment easily when he went down injured in the... Uh... Um, first half or second half, I can't remember, but uh, he he was soon up again. So that was that was that was that was a worrying moment. But we do have Sean McDonald, of course, who can replace him. And uh, you know, at the start the start of pre season, you wouldn't have known which one was going to be the first team goalkeeper. So you know, to have two strong goalkeepers like that, that that's excellent. And it was a strange atmosphere at Playmore on Saturday, wasn't it? We said we would try and convey that for the. Um you know, the people who weren't there. Yeah. It was odd, it was quiet. It was interesting to be able to hear everything that's going on down in the technical areas. That's uh, It's noisy down there, isn't it, which you don't realise. It's noisy when um, when Jim Gannon's in the technical area, yeah. by the sound of it. You don't really get a sense of that when there's crowds shouting and, 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 and you know, it's, it's too loud to hear. But when you can hear... Um, Jim Gannon, and I'm not not saying that he's the only one, but he was certainly very vocal and was was almost a twelfth man on the side of the pitch there, really encouraging his players while having a real go at the referee who was making his his first game, the first appearance for a referee at this level. We had the referee's assessors sitting behind us, didn't we? And, um, yeah. you know, uh, he, he wasn't holding back at the young referee. And uh, at times he was right and other times he was completely wrong. But um, that didn't matter. He, he just wanted to harangue the referee and get decisions and get that like, li- little tiny bit of extra help. You get under the skin of the referee, don't you? It must, I, you know, it's gamesmanship, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's within the law, but uh, you kind of flirt with the, uh, the laws of the game, don't you? But it's, it's, it's very interesting to hear it. And there was music as well. Which there I was. Expect. Yeah. I'd already written in the blog that it's going to be strange not to hear Robert Miles and Herb Alpert. And then there they were. Then there they were. It was uh, it was a lovely moment for me. I have to say it was. Um, it, but uh, I mean, it, it is odd. It takes a long time to get the ball back because there are obviously no ball boys and there's nobody in the crowd to kick the ball back. So if the ball goes into the terraces. Uh, there are times when the players have to go and get it, or they, you know there are stewards around 
it's just an odd atmosphere, which we're just going to have to get used to for a little while, aren't we? Yeah, indeed. And 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 it was it was slightly odd having the um, the 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 substitutes from the opposing team sitting so close to us that they could hear what we were saying and we could hear what they were saying as well. Yeah, yeah. And and it was uh, it was odd. I mean, you know, I always break press protocol by celebrating late goals like that. Um, it's not always deemed proper. <laughs> but I did have a little squeal when the ball went in at the end. Uh, Connor Lemonet Evans scoring that goal from a, a magnificent cross from, from Nemane or Nemane. I always wanted to call him Nemane, Nemane. Um, and uh, and yeah, I had a little squeal and looked round at the subs and they had their heads in their hands. Well, that actually that brings us on to you know something else from San, another takeaway from Saturday's game was an inspired triple substitution. You don't see those very often. No, and especially with um, us really not knowing what to expect from two of the players. Obviously, Asa Hall came on, and we know what he's all about. And I thought he had a really good ten or fifteen minutes yeah. when he came on. Um, we had uh, Adam, um, Adam Randell from yeah. from Plymouth Argyle, who was announced on loan. For the game, all all three lone players were announced an hour before the game. We knew nothing about it. Um, he looks a good a good player. Um, yes. Ryan Lowe, the Plymouth manager, spoke about him this week, um, saying that he's a good fit for Torquay. There were League Two teams in for him, but um, Lowe wanted him to play, and he, he thought he might be a bit of a squad player on on loan at um, League Two clubs. Um, so he looks. Decent Plymouth fans like him. He made two starts for the first team last season, uh, eight substitute appearances or, or two starts in eight appearances. So he looks good. And then um, Louis Britton came on and, and showed what he's about, didn't he? He was. He is some player, isn't he? As Gary Johnson said afterwards, he likes a shot. Yes. But if you watch those highlights back, I mean, the, the header, there was a cross from the left, which he headed rather tamely straight at the keeper, but it was behind him. There wasn't much he could do about that. Couldn't get any power on it. Uh, but then two shots hit the bar with one that was deflected and he forced the keeper to make an absolutely superb save, which I don't think we gave him much credit for at the time because no. it happened quickly. So um, he, he does like a shot. Um, he he wasn't as impactful on Tuesday night when he came on at Eastleigh, um, but there'd been quite a few changes and yeah. <clears throat> I think they were already under, under, the, under pressure a bit and I, I don't think he, he was supplied the ball as well as he was on on Saturday when he came on. He looked dangerous. Um, the defence were backing away from him at times because uh, the, the, you know, they, they realised they had, they had their hands full with him. And um, with uh, Andrew Nelson possibly not available for another couple of weeks, uh, um, you know, he's going to be valuable. Uh, he's on loan for a month from Bristol City. Um, yeah. It's going to be interesting. And, and of course, that month, all those loan players... That month is eight games. It's a lot of games, isn't yeah. it? An awful lot of games. Although one's an FA Cup game, whether teams are going to want their players to be cup tied. So Indeed. Might not, might not get them for those. But I, I like the look of Louis Britton. He's confident. He's quick. You know, if he's um, if if he can carry on at that kind of level, you. But here's the thing: Would you maybe start with him? Because the the, the standout takeaway for me from the first two games. Has been that we haven't really seen very much from our front two yet. Too they... early, not ringing alarm bells. Not even going to go there. But Josh Umara is obviously a very physical player. Uh, he's got a lot to his game. He's he's all over defenders. I would hate to defend against him. Yeah. But 
until we can get better service into him, do you think maybe you know a player like Britain should start? Well, you know, Josh Umer and Danny Wright have been the, the, the starters for the first two games. They've worked hard. Um, yeah. They put themselves about. Um, but they're very similar players in, in, in a way. And Britain is a different element, isn't he? Um, yeah. I, I can't remember too many shots on target from either of the two. Um, certainly, I think Britain had more shots on target than, than either, either of the two of them on Saturday uh, did than they did all games. So that's interesting. Um, I, think, I think maybe with the way the team is in those first couple of games, we haven't been able to get the service to Wright and Umara that they would require. No, I, mean, I agree. And I and I thought um, I know Connor Lay Connor Lemonet Evans scored the goal at the end, but I thought him and uh, and, uh, and 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 Nemain who crossed the ball for the goal um, yeah. didn't have the greatest ninety minutes um, or eighty nine minutes, shall we say? Um, uh, but um, listening to, I was watching the, the feed from Eastley on Tuesday and I was also listening to the Radio Devon commentary and, and Martin Gritton was raving about uh, Connor Lemonet Evans in the first half. So uh, I will take his, his educated and experienced point of view over mine. You see, I, I thought Nemain had a decent game on Saturday because, as, uh, but as, as Gary says, it's his pace. Yes, that he brings in. and um, that's why he didn't come off. Again, yeah, yeah, he, he's got the pace. He's almost been given, as we discussed on the podcast, he's almost been given a free role in that midfield to just get in there, get busy, use his pace, and get the ball through to the forwards. Yeah, just be awkward, really. Yeah, hasn't quite come off yet. No, because, I mean the the two the link up for the goal on Saturday. Credit to Asa Hall. For what a ball that was, by the way. He did it again. He did it again at Eastleigh. He did another one of those long cross-field balls that was so accurate that it basically landed on the player's foot. He's a fabulous passer of the ball and Nemain, a great cross into the danger area. Lemon Hay Evans was there. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I have to say I, I would agree with Stockport's um, summing up that they did have their pockets picked there, but you've got to be crafty, you've got to keep the clean sheet and you've got to be in the right place to take advantage when the guard does drop, haven't you? So if you're gonna if, if you're gonna leave your pocket open for a couple of minutes at the end <laughs> yeah. there, then then you know, you might get it picked. And the the lemon is just the man to come yeah. in and do it, isn't he? Absolutely. So yeah, I'm moving on a little bit to the Eastley game then. Um, as uh, Andrew Collier, one of our regular listeners, pointed out, what does it take for us to beat Eastley? You know they've beaten <laughs> the last nine games. Bogey team. Bogey team. You have to go back to Valentine's <clears throat> Day on 2015. Is that the right? Last time we beat Eastley. Yeah. Uh, a 2-1 win with Louis Briscoe and Olivier Gagan scoring. Remember the them. Remember them. I think that might have been Olivier's only goal for us. But <laughs> there you go. Um, Torquay played I, I thought Torquay's fitness was very impressive on Tuesday yeah. night they played the high press they played the high line Eastley didn't quite know what to do about it um, no. Ben Winter did very well against his brother yeah. I thought that was interesting good. to have two brothers against each other uh, Sam Shering let's talk a little bit about him Yeah. Um, good goal in the right place at the right time glancing header put us in front after 24 minutes and I thought we deserved it Absolutely. It was a good header, wasn't it? I mean, the corner came in and he, he, he got his head under it, but just kind of touched it across the cross goal into the, into the net. And, uh, you know, at that point you thought, oh, this is going well. Um, and yeah. for, for the rest of the first half, I think, as well. 
Um, but yeah, no, he, again, he, he, he's proved his worth already. And I'm, I'm excited to see a bit more of Sam showing. It'll be interesting to see what happens when um, the other defenders come back because Gary did hint that Gary Warren is, is further ahead than Fraser Kerr. And yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Gary Warren on the bench on, um, on Saturday. And then, of course, we can open up to a back four be uh, the, the, uh, for, for Chesterfield because Dean Moxie returns from his suspension. And I, I think it's almost certain to go into left back. Um, Winter going back out to his usual role at right back. And um, then Shering and... Um, uh, Cameron are obviously in place already, but might uh, Gary Warren get a, a chance? Um, suddenly, you've got kind of a sorted defence again. You have. And it'll be interesting. If we go to a back four and four across the midfield, uh, interesting to see who gets the shout there as well. Yeah. But, I mean, do we know how far Armani Little is off being fit? Because he, he's the key to everything for us, isn't he? Well, uh, I, I didn't ask uh, Gary about Amani this week. Um, I think he's a bit further away. However, you know, I'll say that now and then he'll be playing on Saturday. So, so um, I'm not going to... Uh, uh, Armani, I think, is a bit further away. Uh, We're almost coming round to a, a year, aren't we, since he yeah. first started having these injury problems. We know he made, he made a comeback. It, was, it looked as if he was coming back and it didn't quite work out for him. But he is key to all the rebuilding that Gary's doing, isn't he? I, uh, I have to admit, I forgot to ask Gary about uh, Connor this morning when I, when I chatted to him because obviously he came off with a bit of a, a limp on, on yeah. a Tuesday night, holding a hip. Um, so we hope he's fine for Saturday. Um, and Asa Hall came off a bit early, whether that was just fitness because he's had a, a couple of injury concerns during pre-season, uh, we, we shall see. But... Um, yeah, um, I mean, we're never going to have a fully fit squad or it's very rare if you have a fully fit squad. So we're all going to always going to have these sort of question marks uh, over, you know, how many players are available. But um, with the addition of the three uh, loan players for, the, for this month, at least, whether they're extended or not, is another matter. I think the squad, once the defensive side of things is sorted out, is good to go really for this for this busy period. I mean, I say busy period because we're calling it an eight game October, but then there's seven yeah. games in November. It's yeah, it's it's going to be pretty full on, isn't it? Um, so in a minute, we'll have a look at the two games that are coming up in the next few days because everything comes thick and fast. But I'll ask you the question Ooh. first. We've re we've reached the letter M. Okay. So I need to know the player who has made the most appearances for Torquay, <coughs> the letter, okay. whose name begins with the letter M, and the player who scored the most goals for Torquay, whose name begins with the letter M. I'm not even going to ask you, because it's unfair to point the spotlight at you. We'll let everybody have a think about that. You, can, come back to you can see my face, can't you? I can see your face. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen in podcast land, it's a picture of, of torment. <laughs> it's one that you know you should know, and uh, it'll come back to you. Um, forthwith. So the two games that are coming up were at Bromley on Saturday. I mean, Bromley, who started their campaign on Tuesday with a 4-1 win over Dover. Bromley are always decent, aren't they? And of course, they've got a bloke called Michael Cheek mm. up front. Mm. He scored two against Dover on Tuesday. Always scores goals. Yeah. 
a prolific goal scorer everywhere he's been, and we've played against him a few times yep. for different teams. <clears throat> Uh, they've also picked up uh, a couple of players. Uh, James Allaby has come on a free from Leighton Orient. He's a decent striker. And Tom Purrington, who was with Argyle yeah. last year. Uh, midfield, he played against us in the friendly. I seem to remember writing his name down in the friendly at the beginning of last season, thinking he looked decent. Uh, Bromley have picked him up on a free from Argyle, so I think he's uh, he's going to be one to watch. Bromley are always hard to beat, aren't they? I mean, yeah. remember Bromley, Bromley did put a lot of goals past us all at once at Plainmore a couple of seasons ago on an afternoon that we all want to forget. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're a decent side. They're, it's not just the games that keep coming, it's the hard games that keep coming, isn't it? I mean, Gary must be looking forward to these, but at the same time, there are no easy games, are there, as we said last week? <laughs> in um, mode. Yeah, Br- Bromley, I mean, yeah, they, they, they stuffed Dover. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how good Dover are going to be. We've got them after, um, after Chesterfield at home, so that'll be interesting. Um, it's difficult to assess how good teams are at the start of the season, isn't it? We all know that um, Barrow started really poorly at the, at the start of last yeah. season. Um, you know, Torquay started quite well. Um, then we will know what happened in the middle of the, the season there. So um, I'm not going to say that... Um, I'm not going to predict what we're going to do against Bromley, but if, if we play like we did against Stockport, let's face it, were many people's favourites from, from day one, and they might be reassessing that now. Um, they're strong, though, Stockport. Really, really strong, good, solid clever, team. Clever and we beat well, them. And we beat I them. Gary, Gary alluded to it after the game, didn't he, that they're, they're good, their game management is good, <clears throat> they get in the referee's ear, um, there are players who are experienced. I, mean, I, I know those are the dark arts of football, but they're important, <laughs> aren't they, if you're putting together a promotion team. Yeah, uh, so so let, let's let's see what Bromley offer us. Yeah, indeed. So and Chesterfield. Saturday's game. Yeah. Saturday's game. Do we know if Bromley are live streaming? They are I, live I, streaming. I have phoned them this morning because um, uh, obviously uh, th- this is my job. Uh, so I don't really want to pay for things that concern my job as, as no one would. But I completely f- didn't even think about li- the live streaming until Saturday about, uh, oh, I'm going to have to pay for it. So, uh, obviously, I uh, sorry, Tuesday night. So I, I, I paid I paid for the Eastleigh streaming on Tuesday night and made a note to say, ring Bromley, um, <laughs> which, I, which, which I did this morning uh, and just left a message on their answer phone. I think it's going to be really difficult to get a hold of people these, uh, in these times because I don't think they're in the office. Uh, so ringing the office phone, I think... Uh, I should just have to wait until someone picks up the messages and hopefully I'll get a free pass. But if I don't, I'll just have to put my hand in my pocket again. It could be expensive. I should be, should be sending our boss uh, uh, some receipts. But yeah, I mean, if you do that, you could end up getting Bromley's live feed all season. Yeah, I mean, well, that's true. I've got, yeah. Um, yeah. You could, you could scout them for us, couldn't you? Yeah, that's true. I'd not thought about that, actually. Yeah, good point. Good point. I did have a few... Few internet glitches while I was watching um, Eastleigh. Unfortunately, yeah. the the first the first I don't know half an hour was was absolutely fine, brilliant. And then um, I was down in the kitchen and I had uh, I was listening to Grits on Radio Devon as well. So the internet was being seen pulled down there from the front room, which is a little bit of a, a, a way away. And then uh, my wife went upstairs and turned on Netflix. Oh. And then it was, and then it was buffering, 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 and uh, I, I struggled to to half time. 
At which point she came down and and uh, made a cup of coffee, and I and I watched the 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 Easterly subs kicking the ball around without a problem during half time, and then that she was went lovely, wasn't it? yeah, and then and then she went back upstairs again and carried on with her Netflix and uh, yeah, uh, so I actually missed one of the Easterly goals, um, but I heard Martin Gritton talk about it. Yeah, uh, yes, indeed, it was uh, Ben House. Both of their goals. Yeah, he he. They suddenly realised there was there was space to to play down Torquay's left, didn't they? Yeah. And yeah, um, they that's what happened. And House got them at the end of two decent crosses, really. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> also, I mean, I think we just said it before, but kudos to these clubs who are live streaming. Eastley's quality was outstanding. Yeah, very good. Look, Apart from the buffering, which I was blaming them for until I realised yeah. what had happened. The commentary was pretty good. The yeah, they, they they were good, and they were they were partisan, weren't they? They you know, but they um, they you know, I, I liked it quite early on when um, the one one of the chaps said that Jake Andrew was in Torquay's team, and the other guy picked him up quite quickly and said, "We got Torquay fans watching this and listening to this, so make sure you get it right." And Torquay's live streaming, I gather, has been absolutely uh, superb. Uh, Saturday was very good, and I yeah. thought. It was a lovely moment at the end of the game when the players did what they always do and went across to the popular side to salute the fans. But yeah, this time aiming upwards to, to, the, to the yeah, aiming upwards to the camera on top of the pop side, which was interesting. Yeah. Nice, nice moment. Good quality. Doing things the right way. Uh, to talk at home again on Tuesday. Fans will be live streaming that one. Um, we hopefully will be, uh, you know, be, providing the COVID regulations don't change again between yeah. then and you know, we'll be bringing you. Uh, coverage from inside Playmore. Yeah. Chesterfield, I mean, we've been playing Chesterfield for donkey's years. We've played 43 games against Chesterfield and we haven't had the best of them. We've won no. 10 of them, drawn 13 and lost 20. Chesterfield have already always been one of those big teams in this division. Yeah. They didn't have a great season. Or in our division, should, should, I, should you say, yeah. 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 Um, they, they didn't have a great season last season. No, uh, it was their first season. Of them. First season blues, isn't it? After yeah. relegation, be interesting to watch out for them. Um, I haven't made a note of what they did, what they've done so far this season, but I know it's March two thousand and thirteen when we last beat them. Wow! It was a two-one win. Uh, Joss Labadee and Rennie Howe. Wow! Yeah, that shows you how long ago that is. Yeah. A couple of players to watch. They've picked up a couple of strikers uh, over the course of the close season. They've picked up a fellow. Uh, they've, sorry, they've got a fellow called Tom Denton, centre forward. He's <clears> decent. <throat> they've picked up Nathan Tyson on a free. Have they? And he's been everywhere. Yeah. His, um, his Palmares fill a whole web page. <laughs> uh, he played uh, quite a few games for Kilmarnock. Uh, he's played over 550 games in his career. Scored 120 odd goals. So he is, he's decent. We'll have to keep an eye on him. But to be honest, the way the Torquay defence handled Stockport and their danger men, I'm not unduly worried. The, um, the trouble is, you know, as a journalist write, writing a, an intro, you don't want Tyson to deliver the knockout blow, do you? Yeah, um, even, though, even though that's perfect for an intro. If I have to write that on, on Tuesday night now, I'm very sorry. No, you won't. He'll be on the ropes. Yeah, oh, very good, very good. Out for the count on the ropes. Dean Moxie's back for that one, as we say. I think we can assume that Moxie will have a role to play, having been, in in some ways, the marquee signing of the summer. I imagine Moxie will be uh, will be at least 
involved on Tuesday uh, night. I, I, I'd be very surprised if he didn't start uh, at left back. Um, he can also play in centre of defence, but I don't think we'll need him in there. Um, and he, he's also played in midfield during his career. So, um, you know, there's options with, with Dean Moxie, but the, uh, the biggest need for Dean Moxie for us at the moment is left back. Yeah, and he'll be champing at the bit to have a go. Yeah, of course he will. Yeah, he's been yeah. right the way through pre-season with us. He's been on the you know on the sidelines for these two games. Uh, I bet he can't wait to um, to actually get into the uh, into the starting eleven. Gary Gary said, didn't he, when he when he joined us uh, when when the injury to um, Davis sort of became clear that it wasn't going to clear up very very soon at all. Um, and uh, and Moxie came to us after being released from Exeter. He he put him straight into a pre-season game because he said he came really fit. Now, he did play a bit longer than everyone else because um, Exeter City's season finished with a playoff uh, semi-finals yeah. and then final, which, of course, is the reason that he is not playing for us for the first three games is because he got sent off at Wembley. But So he did play a bit longer, but he seems to have kept himself really fit and Gary had no problems uh, playing him from the start as soon as he turned up. Uh, at pre-season yeah. so um, I think he, he's almost certain to, to start on Tuesday night uh, and and thank crikey for that yeah there's uh, just one more thing which leads me to, to think about the, the three Devon clubs there's joined up thinking here isn't there because we've picked up players from Exeter uh, and we've you know we've got Randall on loan from Plymouth yeah the clubs are helping each other out and yeah. it's um, it's it is joined up thinking at times when clubs really need to be uh, working together, don't they? Is that the um, is that someone phoning you to tell you to stop talking about Plymouth Argyle and Exeter? I think it probably is. And giving them yes. praise. I, I, I imagine it is, but uh, it's no, it'll be a, it'll be a window company or it, it's <laughs> I'll, I'll have had a I'll have crashed my car and forgotten all about it or something like that. It's that time of day, isn't it? So the M question before we depart: the player with the most appearances for Torquay, whose name begins with M, is Lee Mansell. Of course, it is. Um, Lee yeah, three hundred and eighty-one games spread out between two thousand and six and two thousand and fourteen. Twenty-five goals in that period. He had that one fantastic season, didn't he? Where he just couldn't stop scoring. Yes, he was playing off the front of the midfield. He was uh, coming in behind Rene Howe. Uh, that would have been around about 2013. Yeah. And he was absolutely unstoppable that season. I missed the best of him because I was away. But, um, yeah, a great servant for the club. And it was a shame when he was released, wasn't it? Went on oh, to still did. play, uh, you know, for, for Bristol Rovers for quite a, quite a couple of years. He did. Uh, not far behind him, 367 games, Don Mills. OK, that's, that was who I was going to say. So I'm surprised Mantle played more, actually. And the, in third place, a goalkeeper, Percy Maggs. 1932 to 1939, the immediate pre-war Talking United okay. goalkeeper. And in terms of goals, it's Don Mills. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Untouchable Don Mills, 84 goals. 84, wow. 360 games. Somebody called Monty Morgan, between 1934 and 1937, hit 26 goals. Monty Morgan, oh, yeah. I had not heard of Monty Morgan. I I've heard of him, but only because I've I have done research in the past, so I, so I know the name. Couldn't tell you anything about him. He sounds Welsh. He, he probably is. Talkyfanstats.com to thank for these as well. And Lee Mansell is twenty five yeah. goals, placing third in the M goals. Uh, Mills and Mansell aside, um, it's quite strange that there aren't 
other players of that calibre from our history who are M's, isn't it? It's a, it's um, you would think there'd be more. You would have thought so, but I mean those are quite big numbers, aren't they? The, yeah. Um, you know, even Percy Max two hundred and twenty-three games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, there. We players tucked in pretty close behind there, but uh, enough of the M's and on to the ends next week. So we're looking forward. Uh, as we bring the podcast to a close, looking forward to a long trip to Bromley or some live streaming. Long trip to Bromley for the players and staff, live streaming for the rest of us. Yeah. And then playing more on Tuesday night, live streaming via the Gulls website. The details will go up there near a kickoff. Yeah. But we'll be covering it. We'll be live blogging the game for Devon Live and we'll try and bring you as much of the atmosphere as we can. As we yeah. said last week, uh, we know we're in a very privileged position. Uh, we don't take it for granted. And uh, we'll do our best to bring you all the atmosphere that we can from Playmore. Absolutely. I'll remember this week. Yeah, it's been strange, isn't it? Yeah. Been strange. Listen, thank you very much for your time. Uh, it's a strange start to the season. I don't think we've got anything to worry about just yet. No. Uh, there are one or, two, one or two things that still need to be sorted out, but it's been a sound start. Let's see if we can build on it now. And in the meantime, as ever, come, come on, on you yellows. Yeah,